0: where we do the most and the least at this same damn time. I'm your host, Heather
3: McMahon.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you? Hope you're having a beautiful, blessed week. You know, I hope you did not labor too hard. Why do we celebrate Labor Day? What is Labor Day? I'm gonna do a quick Google. What is Labor Day? I didn't. I don't even know. Observed. Okay, it's observed the first Monday in September. Labor Day is an annual celebration of the social and economic achievements of American workers. That seems a little misguided. <laughs> like what? To recognize the achievement of workers, just workers in general, just all the workers. So you know what? Did you work? Do you work? Have you ever worked? Congratulations. If you didn't get yourself a little cake and a candle or a cupcake and smash it on somebody's face on Monday, you didn't do the holiday right. It's like flag day. You know what I mean? What is flag day? We just celebrate the flag flag day. Is what day? It was June 14th. Didn't even know that. It it just commemorates the adoption of the, the flag of the United States. I feel like we could now in 2023 go through and do a little light edit of some of these holidays. And listen, I like any excuse to get a piece of jewelry. You know what I'm saying? I will say that that is one thing that Jeff's mom did tell me. She goes, You should get a piece of jewelry for every holiday. I have not. So, <laughs> Jeff, where are my pearls? Where are my fucking pearls? But okay, you know, we labored. Shout out to the labor and delivery nurses. Shout out to sanitation workers. Just shout out to everybody. You know, I don't know what's been going on with me, but I today, dog, I could put my head down on this desk and just exhaustion, exhaustion. Y'all, if you need to start taking your ginkgo below, but take it now, okay? We're rolling in summer is over. You know, in the summer, if you got a cold or whatever, you just kind of, you'd sweat it out. No, we're falling into the fall, which means as soon as that barometric pressure does a slight tilt on the axis, next thing you know, you got strep throat. Gird your loins, take the wellness formula, the oil of oregano, get that NAC and just start woofing down some garlic. I I don't know if you've ever done this. I'm Italian. This is what we do. We take a a bulb of garlic, cut it in half, a clove, right? Like the big chunk where they're all together. Cut that bad boy in half, wrap it in some foil, but drizzle some olive oil, stick that bad boy in the oven. Okay, and then you're going to take it out of the oven. I'd say, I don't know, 20 minutes. Just you'll feel it once it feels mushy. And then you take it out of the foil and you just squish it. It's like very... Muckbangy, if you know what I mean. You just squeeze it. It's like Play-Doh or almost like a zit popping. And you brush that confit garlic all over a piece of sourdough that's fermented. Bada bing, bada boom. You've got yourself an immunity booster. Get out the turmeric. Get out that honey lemon. Also, another thing you could do that I learned from the TikToks, do a little garlic, turmeric. I don't know, maybe a A four-leaf clover, put that shit in a mason jar. Bada bing, bada boom, woof it down. Two tablespoons a day. Just get on your ginkgo biloba. I don't know what ginkgo biloba's for. I think it's for memory. But I've got like brain fog. I just feel like I'm exhausted. And we're gearing up, bitches. I don't think y'all know, well, it's about to be sports season, which is Exhausting you know, homecomings around the fucking corner. God, I mean, as soon as summer is over, summer feels like it flies by, but it's also long. And then as soon as you hit September, next thing you know, it's Christmas. Go ahead. Pull over to a Michaels and get a couple of reefs because before you know it, your ass going to be jingle jangle jongling all the way to Santa's sleigh. Gear up. Gear up. After Labor Day, we're just getting hit. Brat. Halloween. Brat. Thanksgiving. Brat. Christmas, rat, New Year's. You know what I'm saying? rat, anniversary of my father's death. <laughs> <laughs> Tina's, Tina's sitting in the office. She giggled. We're getting dark today. No, we're not. We're going to keep it light. We're keeping it light because we labor and we did it and it's done. I do have some exciting news. I would not. I, I, it's not that I want to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I would like to give a huge, enormous shout out to my dear friends, Elizabeth and Taylor. If you remember my dear friend, Elizabeth Howard, she's a sorority sister of mine. I had her on the podcast, I'd say almost two years ago. And she came on, she talked about her dating woes and how awful it is, which, you know, I really, really do sympathize with all all the single guys and gals out there. I know that the game has changed and it's harder than ever to try and like connect with a human being. But Elizabeth came on and shortly after her coming on the podcast, she met a wonderful guy named Taylor and Taylor's sister had reached out to me. And then I said, listen, just DM her. So Taylor's sister got Elizabeth and her brother Taylor together. And damn it, if they didn't get engaged this past weekend, I mean, God is good. So she believed she could and she got Elizabeth laid. So you're welcome, bitch you're welcome. But I love, I love them. I love them. I'm so excited for them. And you know what? I just think that's cool. What a community we've built that we've got sisters looking out for sisters. Now I've always said y'all will DM me and be like, Hey, I'm single. Will you put me up? It's not as easy as that because um, the majority of people who actively DM me or reach out are women. I think it may be easier if I put the guys up and then it's y'all go for it. You know what I mean? Feast or famine but I am so unbelievably thrilled for them. And I just want to say, I shot, I shot coming. I shot coming. So congratulations. I have to just say real quick though, this is such a guy thing. Taylor proposed at a restaurant that uh, I believe is important to them in Memphis where Elizabeth's from. (laughs) But we knew the behind the scenes. So Taylor, I'm going to throw you under the bus for 20 seconds. When he decided to propose, our other girlfriend called me and she's like, I'm nervous. And I said, why are you nervous? We knew it was about to happen. She said, because he's proposing at the restaurant. But when we asked if he had called the restaurant to set it up, to be like, let them know, hey, this is the plan. I'm going to propose at exactly 530 dinner reservations at 550. Can you have champagne waiting? His response was, I just put it in the note on the open table reservation. I mean, if this isn't the most straight man bullshit you've ever heard, of course he did a beautiful job, but our friend Natalie, shout out to Natalie um, in Memphis was like, call me. And she's like, no. So she called the restaurant, got it. You know, talk, you got to talk to somebody. It's like when I got engaged to Jeff, He had this big, beautiful proposal at the in the pool in the Turks and Caicos at Waimara. It was this moment. And then I immediately as I'm drinking my champagne and I've got I didn't even cry. I did not cry. I'm sorry. I didn't cry. I was like, it's about time, bitch. But as I turned to him as we were walking upstairs, I was like, oh, my God, I'm sure I have to get ready. Like what time's dinner? Jeff just looked at me. and He's like, I don't know. Did you not make a reservation? I mean, what do you mean did I not make a reservation? He's like, I, I, I didn't call the concierge. My job's done. He literally said, my job is done. I said, I didn't realize, you know, it's guys, and I get it, it's a nervous energy. It's a big ask to, you know, propose to a woman. You know, you're saying, are you willing to deal with my dirty drawers the rest of your life? Are you willing, are you willing to deal with all of my issues for the rest of your life? I sure am. It's a big ask. I get it. You know, guys only, and I told Taylor this, we FaceTimed the other day and I said, Taylor, this is, you know, Jeff did the same thing. Once you got the job done, it was like, it's a wrap. There was no like also an after and an after and it's cuz guys don't multitask the way women do. You know what I mean? We're like, okay, the proposals at 5:30, then we're going to have champagne at 5:47. Then after that, they'll start the first course. Then around 6:02 we'll text my mom and then that's when the amuse-bouche comes. Like the the way we think is just completely different. I've already I mean by the time I saw the ring being pulled out of the pool out of Jeff's gym shorts and as he's opening the box I literally said, I was like, I know exactly who I want to perform at my wedding. I was like, what should we have for happy hour? (laughs) Like, that's where my brain was going. And the ring was not even on my finger yet. Like, I love my girlfriend, Howard. She's like, oh, already planned. We already got the band. We're good to go. Locked in. So to me, I just had to laugh so hard. We were just, we were razzing Taylor so hard. He's like, left him an engagement note in the open fucking table. Hey guys, by the way, proposing to the love of my life at your restaurant. She would love to have a bread service as soon as we get to the table. Like guys are just, you guys, I'm not shitting on you. I just think that is so funny. When Jeff looked at me in the Turks and Caicos, I didn't make a dinner reservation. Did you not call the concierge earlier? My job is done. That's just, that's guys, you know? And to all the, the loyal men that listen to my podcast every week, I want you to know that's why we love you. Because it's a one-track mind. Whether Jeff is pressure washing, that's it. That is the one task he's going to do that day. He's going to give it his all. He is going to be the fucking brave heart of pressure washing our front steps. But after that's done, it's like the brain shuts down. Meanwhile, I'm pressure washing. I'm writing new jokes, hosing down the fucking yard. I'm staying socially active by saying hello to our neighbors. You know what I mean? I'm taking the dog out every three seconds. I've already done an Instacart, beep, boop, bop, beep, beep, and ordered 65 more Spindrift soda because you know your girl knows in an hour after I'm done pressure washing, I'm going to be thirsty. You know what I mean? I've already done two Target orders. I remembered the seven lip glosses that I saw on TikTok the night before, and I ordered them in the basket checked out. Cha-ching. Done. Meanwhile, Jeff, he puts in his AirPods and he's like, I'm just going to listen to two Barstool Sports podcasts. And that's my job for today. Clock in, clock out. I love it. That's why we love them. You know what I mean? If they were as efficient as we were, they wouldn't be fun. It would just be a competition. And remember, relationships aren't competitions. You're a partnership. But it does sometimes feel like we... <laughs> do a lot of the work. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I love Squarespace. I use it for my website. I can add my touring dates. I can add videos. I can add social media elements. Hell, I even added a merch shop. Doesn't get better than that. They have custom merch. they got got online store, flexible website templates. Listen, if you're like, I want to start a business, but I don't know how the hell to even create a website, go to squarespace.com, use their templates. They take all the work out of it. All you got to do is go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that is squarespace.com absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I love Squarespace. It is the absolute freaking best. Work smarter, not harder. And all you do is go to squarespace.com absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, you can use it, go there, do it, do the damn thing, build the website, start making that cash, work smarter, not harder. Squarespace.com absolutely. Listen, if you're like me and you put yourself through a hormonal absolute roller coaster over the last couple of years and you're wondering why your hair looks paper thin, well, it's probably because you need to get that Nutrafol. Listen, did you know that approximately one in two women deal with hair thinning? Yeah. And if you're among them, you're not alone. Thinning is normal. And Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. I got sent Nutrafol in like a PR gift basket a while ago, started it and loved it. And then when they reached out to me to work together on the podcast, I said, yeah, I'm already, I'm already taking your supplements, babes. I love it. If you've ever wished you had visibly thicker hair, how about less shedding? Maybe stress is causing your hair to thin or is it the other way around? You know, there are multiple root causes of hair thinning and Nutrafol addresses the key root, okay? They look at a whole body approach to hair health and that's the biggest thing. One of the other reasons I love it is it's drug free. It's the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength from postpartum to menopause to plant based lifestyles. And no matter your life, age or stage, Nutrafol has a four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug free science backed ingredients. So you get the most reliable results. Listen, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to NutraFall.com and enter promo code, absolutely not. So find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend NutraFall for healthier hair. Nutrafol spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code, absolutely not. That's NutraFall.com, promo code, absolutely not. Now back to the podcast. Anyways. Okay. Beautiful. Great. Love it. We're going to get into the voicemails here in a second, but I hadn't done this in a hot second and y'all always love these Q and A's. So I just put up a thing on Instagram and I'm going to answer some questions. Rapid fire. We're going to do a little hot takes with Heather. We should trademark that. All right. I'm just going to get into it and then we'll get into the voicemails. I want to see, what do y'all want to know? Because I like it. I like it when you, you prompt me to think of something. Okay describe your ideal pizza order. Let me tell you, Carrie, Carrie, I thought you'd never ask. Shout out to Carrie from Instagram. Carrie, my ideal pizza order would absolutely be some sort of thin crust. I know I'm already sensing a deep eye roll from the people of Chicago and Detroit. I do love a deep dish, but if I'm just going for a day-to-day pizza routine, I like to feel that crisp crunch. Of a little thin crust. I'm gonna add extra cheese, okay? I want there to be so much cheese on this fucking thing that you look at that and go, I'm not gonna shit for a week. I like banana peppers, mushrooms, some sort of nice picante salami. You know, I I want a hot salami. I'm not going old school pepperoni. I wanna know that this shit has been aged, dry aged, somewhere in the hills of Sicily. I'll also do a prosciutto. And then I love at the very end, a nice, crisp, peppery, just flavorful arugula spread on top. You know what I mean? If you're not putting greens on your pizza, well, you're a lazy bitch. Uh, That's what I love. And then I'd like some really nice, dill heavy, specifically dill heavy, whatchamacallit, ranch on the side. That's what I'd like. All right, taking a hard left turn in the questions section. Do you have regrets concerning your dad or things you would have done differently? Well, Mandy... (laughs) bring on the trauma. Do I have any regrets concerning my dad? Well, I, I, okay. Not regrets like within our relationship because I really, I loved my dad. And again, I've always said that I give my parents period a lot of grace because I see my friends now being parents and I understand maybe it's just like in my blood. I'm a very good empathizer. Like I understand why people act the way they do. And I know that my dad had a lot of fear and maybe one might say was a little not supportive of the the arts degree. But it's because parents don't know what the fuck they're doing. Okay, they're humans. If you handed me a baby tomorrow, I'd be like, uh, get on the Googler. But parents parent from fear. You just don't want your kids to make the wrong decisions. Can that be overbearing? You betcha. Can that make you, you know, not want to invite, you know, your whole family to your wedding for sure. But I, I think in, in the irony of it all is my dad never got to see me have any some sort of success. And I think that that's just a regret. I wish he was here longer. You know what I mean? I don't know. I would love for my dad to see everything that's going on now. So I do have a regret that I didn't in the words of Cardi B, pop off, you know, earlier in my life before he died. But I couldn't I can't change that. Things I would have done differently. I don't know. Nothing. I got to be honest with you. I don't really have any regrets with my dad. And if anybody, you know, y'all come to the meet and greets after the shows. And kind of the one thing I feel like that connects a lot of us in this community together is, you know, you share with me, you lose your parent. And we're all in this weird time. My girlfriend Angelique and I were talking about it the other day. We're in this period of time right now called the sandwich years. I did not coin this. She was telling me about this, you know, where you're taking care of your parents and you're taking care of kids. You're just kind of sandwiched in the middle of caretaking. And I think you got to give people grace. I think you got to, I mean, also, you know, people's bullshit thresholds are low. I, I don't know. I don't have the answers. All I know is no, I don't have any regrets with my dad. You know, my dad was a great guy and I don't know. The cards had to fall the way they fell. I will say, and I said this a couple episodes ago, but when somebody told me the other day, randomly, why don't you put up any new photos of your dad? That's, that was the biggest absolutely not I had heard in like, like six years. Because he's dead. Because <laughs> there are no more photos because he's dead. Yeah, I'd love to put up fresh photos. I'm sure I could ask Chat GPT, hi, what would my dad look like right now? But he's been dead for eight years. I'm sure we could pull that out of a fucking rabbit's ass on the internet. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Why didn't you put up any new photos of your dad? Why haven't you put up any other photos? Because all the photos that were fucking taken with him have stopped because he's dead. I mean, I could go out to the grave site, lay down in the grass, let a ladybug fall on my nose and do a a photo shoot if that's what you sick fucks want. But I don't think that would be good for anybody. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. Okay. Does it weird you out that your fans actually think you're our friend in real life? That is not weird because we are friends. I love each and every one of you. And I will say that there is a little bit of like this voyeuristic thing where I always tell people, please introduce yourself because, you know, you'll be kikiing, I'll be at the mall. I'll be in a Sephora, you know, trying on six different shades of Charlotte Tilbury bronzer looking like a damn clown. And then you just come up and you're like, honestly, bitch, I was listening to the podcast the other day. and I'm like, at least introduce yourself because I'm just going to think you're one of my sorority sisters who maybe did something to her face and I don't necessarily recognize her right out the gate. So please introduce yourself. Hey, my name's Lindsay. I'm from Kansas. Love listen to the pod. Tiramisu bitch. I'm like, I'm dialed in. I love it. I mean, again, I did have a woman come backstage in Indianapolis. And if you've never heard that podcast episode, I believe the title is I Found You. I think that's the, the title. But that was a little alarming. You know, don't come up to me backstage while I'm taking my drawers off. I'm, you know, I get so sweaty at the shows that I have to ring out. My spanks afterwards. It's just like a, it's disgusting. So I was in the middle of doing what I would say is probably the most humbling, least glamorous thing you could ever think about doing. I'm backstage, naked as a Jaybird, full bush out, just wringing out the draws. And a woman came back and said, "I found you," and I said, "You sure did." So don't do that, you know. But I love it. I love chit chatting with y'all. And if you ever see me crying by myself outside of a, a Costco, uh, a Sam's Club, a hell of BJ's. I don't know if y'all have ever been to a BJ's discount t- tech emporium. That is absolutely not what it is. But if you, if you ever see me just kind of weeping, eating a soft pretzel to myself, maybe give me 10 minutes. And you'll notice once the blood sugar gets regulated and you know exactly that moment when that soft pretzel, you'll see it in my eyes. The glow will come back to my face that's when you know you can approach to say hi. Sometimes I have a moment to myself on my days off and I cry and I soft pretzel and we're back at it. So, you know, read the room. Read the room, Lindsay. Read the room. All right. Okay. I love this. I love just a rapid fire random shit. All right. Have you beat Jeff in golf yet so he has to retire? No, I have not. If you know that, I probably you know, came a little too quick on releasing that information that I'm trying to beat Jeff and golf because I had every intention to. I had every intention to beat Jeff and golf and we got to delay it just a little bit. I did not realize this fall was going to be as full throttle as it's going to be. I'm shooting the second special at the Fox in Atlanta. We're also about to release the special that I shot last year, which I'm going to announce in like a week. And I'm going to be out and about doing shit for that. So I thought I was going to be going to do shows on the weekend, home, having a leisure stroll on a Tuesday on the back nine. Not the case. So I got to pump the brakes on the shit talking for a minute until we wrap everything up. Put a little bit more on my plate (laughs) than I needed to. But I love it. You know, if she's not fully spiraling, she's not doing her thing. Remember, we're laboring. It's Labor Day. We're laboring. But I will absolutely kick Jeff's ass. I already have a trainer lined up, coach. I got my girl shout out to Maria Fossey on the LPGA. When she gets a break, she is also going to be, you know, flying to my home. Maria doesn't know that. I just, I I booked her a flight. So yeah, she will be basically chained to the radiator in the basement, teaching me how to whoop my husband's ass so that I can stop the madness. Shout out to Maria, I love her. Okay, well, here we go. What are some of the weirdest, most awkward things that people do during meet and greets? So if you've ever been to a meet and greet after the show, I love doing a Q&A portion, kind of like what we're doing here. Like you can ask me anything. I will say though, it is post comedy show. You know what I mean? Share with me a sweet detail about your life. But sometimes people who may have been a touch over served will start talking about the most horrific trauma in front of 75 to 100 other individuals who just enjoyed a comedy show. Maybe leave that one for the DMs. You know what I mean? Get my email address. We can talk. I'm a friend. I'm here to help you. But maybe let's not talk about the full layers of, you know, the middle school trauma in front of everybody. And that's honestly a a thing where I just want you to know I'm here. I'm I'm a friend. But also we just watched comedy, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we just had a laugh. And now we got to talk about the time that you didn't get asked to the prom and it gets sad. And I'm already a touch sad. That's why I do comedy. So maybe let's just keep the meet and greets a little bit more filled with live, laugh, love, light instead of live, laugh, love, trauma. Okay. I think that's a very kind, easy ask. Not saying I don't want to know about your issues, but on a Monday, You know, Monday's already hard enough. Maybe not on a Saturday night at 1130. You feel me? How do I increase my self-esteem and self-worth? I'm struggling in a relationship. Okay. Kelsey, thank you for that very thought-provoking question. Here we go, serious, even though I just told you all to keep it fucking light. How do I increase my self-esteem? Here is the deal, okay? Obviously, if you're in a relationship, I don't know, there's a friendship relationship, a romantic relationship, but whoever you're with, if they're not making you feel like a million bucks, then it's probably not the right relationship. And I'm not trying to send you on a full spiral of, you know, second guessing. But I did, I, I did notice a big difference when I started dating my husband, as opposed to dating the other fucktards that I dated in college who were not worth my time. I always questioned guys that I had dated previously, whether or not they really liked me or whether or not what they were in it for. You know, was it for this pristine pussy? Was it for the big jugs, the killer personality? I knew when I met Jeff and we started dating, he was all in for that. I, there wasn't a question. He reminded me on a daily, you know, a daily basis. You know, that ass is fat. We giggled hard. I didn't feel like I had to guard myself. I honestly think, Best advice I ever got was the beginning of the dating relationship is the best it's going to be, right? It should be kind of fairly easy. If it's hard, if you're second guessing, if you're questioning yourself, it's probably not the right person. And I feel like a lot of people who've been in long-term relationships or feel like they have a, a, a strong partner can probably agree with me that if it feels good in the beginning, it's probably going to be good. You And also, let me tell you something right now. I want you to look in the mirror every morning and I want you to say, you know what, bitch you are, you are doing it. You are moving. You are grooving. You got two feet on the fucking floor. You know what I mean? I don't care if the hair is greasy, bitch, get out the dry shampoo that you bought at CVS and spray that bitch down, put on a lip gloss, maybe a touch of sunless tanner, go get yourself a, a chicken Caesar wrap and a side of sweet potato fries. And maybe a poppy prebiotic soda and shut the fuck up because you got this. When you have low self-esteem in high school, it's because you're always worried what people think about you. And then in in your 20s, you're you're worried, you're self-conscious about like what you're doing with your career and what's happening. And then you get into your 30s and you're self-conscious of like, you know, you're not in a a serious relationship. Da da Guys, everybody goes through different periods and seasons of their life. Do not compare yourself to other people. If I compare myself to other people that were doing comedy or getting breaks 12 years ago, I would have never kept up with it. But you gotta, what do I say? Stay in your lane, go 140 miles an hour in that hot little Ferrari of that tight ass that you got and do you. And if you're struggling with your self-esteem in a relationship, it may not be the right relationship. Or tell the motherfucker, say, hey, I need a fucking compliment. It's Wednesday, I'm PMSing. And I'd like you to degrade me and tell me about my jugs. I miss a cat call. I've told you all that a million times. I miss walking the mean streets of New York City through Soho. And I got a construction man who, who's, you know, tummy's so big. He hasn't seen his dick in 10 years. I want him to be like, you got a fat ass. I'm like, you bet your ass I do. That's right, Charlie. You know? Maybe put yourself in a safe situation, but maybe drive by a pervert's house and just stand outside by the mailbox and say, waiting for it. You know what I mean? Keep a safe distance. But sometimes you got to just find a pervert and say, I'm waiting on you to tell me something about myself. You know what I mean? It's like after you get out of a relationship, you go out, you go out in the club and you flirt hard because you just want to feel alive. You know, maybe you know that if you go down to the diner, there's always that weird, creepy old guy who's sitting there at the end. He's always there at 9 a.m., gets the same Texas toast, runny eggs, black coffee. Maybe just sit next to him on a Wednesday morning, get your usual egg white scramble and say, hey, Mark, would you like to say something about my tits? Just let him have one. And then you'll walk out of there being like, I do have milky skin. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just me. Whenever I feel bad or low about myself or I'm having a moment like I'm not on my a game, I just go over to a pervert's house. Okay. Anywho, let's get back into these. These are great. But also, just don't let let it go in one ear and out the other. You know what I mean? I know that's not sage advice, but the fact that any of y'all would ever actually come to me for sage advice is also alarming. You know, I treat macaroni and rigatoni like I birthed them myself. And that's why I give them Farmer's Dog. Farmer's Dog is the best of the best. I already use it. Thank God they sort of work with me on the podcast. So at least I can pay for my own Farmer's Dog. Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. Listen, when I open that bag of Farmer's Dog, my dogs go literally Bad shit crazy. They are so excited. They, I mean, I say breakfast. Rigatoni could be 10 miles away and he hears it and he knows I'm cutting open that bag of fresh farmer's dog and he loses his mind. He loves it. Farmer's dog is great too because you can, you know, send in specifics like rigatoni can't eat chicken. So I only give him the turkey and the pork and the other recipes and it, his name comes on the little package. It says how much to give him at any time, whether he's put on a little weight or taking off a little weight or whatever, I can go in there and adjust it. You know what I mean? And what I love about farmer's dog is I don't have to worry about it because They are giving me top quality nutritional food for my dog that I love more than life itself. Right now you get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. Plus you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. Again, that is thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. Again, I love farmer's dog. You're going to love it. Your dogs will thank you too. And you know what? You want them to love you. Okay, be the best mom or dad for your dog today and get him farmer's dog. You know that I do the most and the least at the same damn time. Well, DeLola... Delola is the epitome of that. Delola is a delicious, world-crafted cocktail doing the most. It's made with premium spirits and natural botanicals, and it's ready to enjoy. So you can do the least. All you got to do is visit DelolaLife.com to find a store near you that carries Delola, pour over ice, sit back, and enjoy. Plus, it's founded by the queen of doing the most, Jennifer Lopez. All right, I don't know if you've ever seen her on tabletops dancing in Italy, living her best life for her birthday. Well, I do the exact same shit. And you know what I love? Delola. DeLola is an effortless drink to have all year long, whether you're at the pool, beach, or just hanging out in the backyard. DeLola takes all the work out of having a delicious crafted cocktail because it's already in the bottle. It is freaking delicious. I love their Paloma Rosa Spritz. It's made with tequila, grapefruit, and elderflower. They've also got a delicious Bella Berry Spritz made with vodka, berries, and hibiscus. And La Orange is made with Amaro, orange, and passion fruit. One of the reasons I love Delola, it's made with natural botanicals, gluten-free, 110 calories per serving, and has less alcohol than traditional cocktails. It's about the same amount as I'd say like a glass of wine. The best part of Delola, it makes it easy to entertain without all the efforts of making cocktails at home. Crack open a bottle, pour it over ice, and enjoy. All you got to do is visit Delolalife.com to find a store near you that carries Delola and follow them at Delola, that's D-E-L-O-L-A, on Instagram to learn more. Please enjoy responsibly. Now, back to the podcast. Is it okay for your mother-in-law to ask her son to pay for her vaginal rejuvenation? Absolutely not. That's an absolutely not. That is an absolutely not. You know, I'm still on, I'm, I was on the fence for a second. I said, you know, my mom called tomorrow and said the, you know, the lady was a little bit lower than it used to be. I'd want her to feel 100 again, get a little pep in her step. But that's my mom. You know, here's the thing. If she wants it to feel good about herself and you like the bitch, cut the check. If she's never been nice to you, withhold the funds. Let that pussy just drag it, Kmart. You know what I mean? That's how we hold the power. That's how we hold the power. She could just say, I need a medical procedure. I need a new kidney. You know what I mean? The pancreas isn't pumping like it used to. I mean, if you like her, cut the check and take care of her. You know what I mean? And then take her to West Palm so she can, you know, wear a little jean skirt and flex it. But that is, that's an ask. That is an ask. If you don't like her, cut off the funds. Some, you know, I never dangle the carrot of financial stability over anybody. But if it came to that, you bet your ass I would. This is also why I love y'all. And I love doing these rapid fire questions because the shit y'all ask me is just unhinged. Do your dogs hang out together, do their own thing? Bitch, they are like a teriyaki to a chicken. They are like you know a a ponzu to a piece of flounder. They are together thick as thieves, and I love that for them. And if you've ever met another French bulldog, they are absolutely, completely needy, stubborn, and stage five clingers. Okay, mm, favorite trash snack? That's easy. That's a very easy question. Favorite trash snack. This is what you're going to do. You're going to pull over to a quick trip. Okay. A BP, some sort of raceway. I would say Bucky's, but they've got too many Bucky branded shit. You're going to pull over to a quick trip. You're going to get a Cool Ranch Doritos. You're also going to get a cheddar Doritos. You're going to pop open that bad boy. You're also going to get um, a little bit of that peanut butter M&M's. Now, I used to do a little, little tip and trick. I'd go to the movies, get some cheddar cheese its put the the peanut butter M&M's right in the bag and get a little salty, sweet, peanut buttery. You know, cheese and peanut butter always kind, kind of goes together. I don't know why, but it's just, to me, umami flavor. I I It's some sort of salty, savory chip and some sort of peanut butter chocolate treat. That is my trash. I mean, I'm also not going to say no to a taquito, you know, and also I feel like what's one man's trash is another man's treasure. So maybe we shouldn't talk down to the snacks. You know, I do believe, you know, if, if you, you know, talk to inanimate objects, like if I tell this water right now, like you're, you're a little bitch, I'm talking into my Yeti right now, like you little stupid bitch, it's not going to heal me. I believe that the amount of energy we put out into the world is the amount of energy you're going to absorb back. So, if you say this is trash, well, you're going to feel like trash. But if you say these Doritos are about to set my life ablaze in a good way, you're going to eat that and feel fantastic. Now, a hydration break. Also, hold on. Let me talk to my water again. I'm so sorry. You're so good. Thank you. I don't know if that made sense to anybody. If you've seen the TikTok, you know what I'm talking about. Career path, how you got started. Well, How did I get started? I feel like that's going to eventually be on like my vanity fair spread or, you know, my Bravo or E! True Hollywood story behind the music. I basically started doing comedy and then I did improv and then I would just weasel my way into the hearts of America. And that's how I started. And then when they tried to say no, I said, I'm outside your door. You know what I mean? And I, you just don't take no for an answer. And I was nice to everyone. The day you're a cunt is actually the day you get ahead very quickly, but I wasn't. I think you gotta be nice. All right, we're gonna get to a couple more and then we'll get into the voicemails. Do you have a baby girl cooking and no longer on ice? You've been dropping some hints. No, Cordy, I am not pregnant. I mean, I have been very tired, but no, we have not actually inseminated. That's a whole procedure. I mean, listen, I got the, I have the joke in my, in my special that's about to come out. I really genuinely do not know where this is. <laughs> baby is. I think it's at the doctor's office, but I am probably going to have to do another round of IVF in December, which I don't want to fucking do, dude. I ran into a lady the other day, at Yepa, one of my favorite Italian restaurants in Atlanta. And she was like, hey, I just wanted to say, you know, listen to the podcast. And I had to do IVF like seven times. Like, you you know, you got this. And I told her, I said, I'm probably going to have to do it again in December. And she, the way her face dropped, she was like, ugh. And we both made, a, made the most guttural, earthy, feral noise, just a uh, together because she knew in that moment how fucking uncomfortable I was gonna be for the next couple months. So I have to obviously have time off. I have the month of December off a little bit. So yeah, you know what I might be getting for Christmas? Fucking fat. And not because I'm on vacation, because I will be pumping my FUPA full of hormones. So when all you girlies say, a baby would look good on you, it would. But when you, when you do IVF, you basically feel pregnant, but you're not. And then when your body is detoxing from said hormones, your hair falls out and you get cystic acne. I mean, my nipples itched for four fucking months. I got acrylics. I was raw dog in the teeth for a, a hot minute. So it just physically does a lot to your body, as does pregnancy. But in order for me to set myself up for success with the fertility issues that I have, I will most likely have to do some more IVF. I I don't think I'm pregnant. I mean, if, if I am, that would be a knock on wood, absolute miracle. That would be a sign from the Lord. Because if you don't think I'm, I have to be on the birth control for the ovarian cyst and to regulate my period. But also, you know, I'm, I'm making Jeff pull out, baby. <laughs> he literally is so mad at me. I should not be talking about this on the podcast. I literally, the other day, was like, what if I'm pregnant? And he's like, if, I, if you're pregnant and I had to fucking pull out, I will be so pissed. I'm, and I used to never let him do this. And I, I mean, I used to just, you know, just live on the edge. And that's how I know I have fertility issues because I lived on the edge for so long and never had a pregnancy scare. So if for some reason I am pregnant right now and, I, and I'm also doing the 17 different precautions, then that is, I'm the second coming of the Virgin Mary. I'm, okay, that's blasphemy. Sorry, Lord. But you know what I mean. That would be wowzers. Okay, enough about this bullshit. Thank you for letting me answer some of your questions. And if this is a, a segment you enjoy, let me know. Because I enjoy just rapid firing. You know, I'm ADD. So my brain, bing bong, bing bong. It's, it's fun. It's fun to just let it rip. See what you guys are thinking about. You know, we went from what, what your pizza ordered to, do you have regrets with your dead father? And that is just how I feel. That's how my brain works on a day-to-day basis. All right, we're going to get into the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. Side note. Want to let you know, all these shows are going to sell out this fall. So you better get your tickets. We've got some shows in November that y'all are like waiting on. No, 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 no. This weekend, I will be in Phoenix, Arizona at the Orpheum Theater. And I will also be in San Diego, I believe, at the Balboa Theater. Two of my favorite cities to perform in. Get your tickets. It's going to sell out. And get your tickets for anything in the fall at heatherontour.com. If you get COVID for the 10th time, still come to the show. Lady Summer is the worst time to suffer with an uncomfortable broth. Thankfully, Honey Love has revolutionized the bra game. Upgrade from traditional bras that use uncomfortable underwire and bulky fabrics that chap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it feels like a second skin. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. It's so next level comfortable, you'll forget you're wearing it for a limited time only. You can get Honey Love's on sale. Get 20% off your entire order. with our exclusive link at honeylove.com absolutely. You can support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash absolutely. Listen, I love Honey Love. I got a bunch of their stuff. I love how their bras, I can just slide them on. They feel supportive. I don't feel like I'm losing my mind. There's nothing worse than when you feel uncomfortable in your bra. That's why I love Honey Love. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off on honeylove.com absolutely. And use our exclusive link to get 20% off. Again, that's honeylove.com absolutely. They also have amazing bodysuits with 360 bonded compression that it smooths your tummy and hips and built in bust support, lifts without underwire, shapewear that's comfortable. Yep, you heard that right. Shapewear that is comfortable. That's the biggest thing here. Cinch, snatch, and lifted. It's a hot girl season thanks to the one and only Honey Love. Drizzly is here to be your partner in parties, meaning we're here to help you take the grunt work out of the get together so you can actually be confident and host a party with the utmost confidence and actually party at your own party. Anybody knows starting a party is the most annoying thing because you don't actually get to party. Next thing you know, you're at the end of your party. and You're like, I didn't even make a drink because I was making everybody else's drinks and worried about running back and forth to the store. Well, when you got Drizzly, you know, say you ran out of Aperol and you need to run down there. Well, when you got Drizzly, you can go down and you don't have to worry about it because Drizzly is the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your door when you want it. Okay. Drizzly is a go-to app for drink delivery. I love what I can get from Drizzly. You know, I love, That Aperol, that Grand Marnier, Cordon Rouge, The Sky. They got the Esplan Blanco, the Esplan Reposado, Campari, Wild Turkey 101. All you got to do is just download the Drizzly app. And the next thing you know, you're putting in orders, okay? It's late night. You need a little delivery. of I don't know, maybe Campari. You know what I mean? Maybe you need a little Esplan Blanco. And you want to make some drinks. Well, don't worry. They got it they'll deliver right to your door. And we love that. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com that's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and use code absolutely to receive $5 off or a $0 delivery fee of your next order. Must be 21 or older, not valid in all states. Codes cannot be combined with any other offers. Not valid at all retailers. Code expires 9-15-23 at 1159 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now back to the podcast.
1: Hey Heather, my name is Camille. Neal. I live in California. My absolutely not is going to the breastfeeding room at church for the first time. Okay. First of all, my first first-time mom, and there are some Houdini women in there. They're, like, one arm in it with their leg crossed, feeding their babies, and I'm, like, sweating, mm-hmm. grabbing all the pillows in there while she's screaming because she's hungry. And I'm, like, propping her up, and there's just, like, I felt judged. Also, Mm. I didn't know that you could have like tiny boobs and feed your baby because mine grew like 10 times the size and they're like bigger than my child's head and there's some like normal boobs in there feeding their babies and I just thought that was pretty amazing.
3: Mm.
1: Um, But so yeah, everyone's so quiet watching the pastor on the screen that's being streamed into that room and my baby's like... Mm starts grunting one out mm-hmm. and i'm like a little bit like, mortified and she's like because oh. she does not know how to poop quietly mm. She always Nor does Jeff. and always makes a noise while she's doing this not twice three times and i'm praying that it doesn't get all over me mm-hmm. a mom gets up and she's like i can't hear what he's saying oh and goes over to the tv and turns the volume up so yeah just absolutely not to her for shaming me Mm -hmm. for my daughter doing something normal. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I love you. You make my week every Wednesday. Okay.
0: Hey, I love you too. And you know, listen, this is kind of par for the course. If you're going to be judged anywhere, yeah, it's probably going to be a church. You know what I mean? They say, don't throw stones at a glass house. Well, (laughs) you know, everybody needs to cool their jets. I've been really recently dialed back into the hit show, The Righteous Gemstones. And I, you know, I'm a follower. I'm a believer. I love the Lord. But I, I don't go to church as much because I think they're all just full of themselves. And you know what? God doesn't love assholes. So I feel like, you know, I don't know, maybe bring a bottle of brandy. Everybody needs to cool their jets. Maybe bring a nice white wine, a chilled white wine. I mean, I would hang out with you in the breastfeeding room. Just to, just to not have to sit in the main section. You know what I mean? It, there's always somebody singing off key. There's always, you know, somebody playing on their phone when I'm trying to get absorbed the word of the Lord. You know, I don't know. I, women, we, we can really stir the pot ourselves. You know, we're in this, this era where we're like, we're all supporting each other. But are we? Let's have an honest conversation. But are we? I'll tell you right now. I've asked my friends when they're breastfeeding, can I come over and I'll, you know, I'll work out the milk ducts. I'll just, you, you need a massage? Not in a creepy way. How can I help? I've volunteered to be in the room when, the, when they're giving birth. No one has taken me up on that. So my feelings are hurt. You know, maybe I'll run security for the, the church breastfeeding room just to say, you know, if, if you got an attitude, you're out. You know, go breastfeed little Michaela in the parking lot. And when you want to come back into this place of the Lord without an attitude and an ego, then you can. But until then, this is an ego-free, judgmental-free zone. I'm in a church in a minute. I got to be honest with you. I don't know, y'all. I just feel, you know, maybe just say something. Maybe bring on a little guilt to them and say, you know, we're supposed to be godly women, and all I'm getting is a lot of negative judgment. Be the you today, you want to be tomorrow, and then walk out. And also give yourself some grace. I mean, come on, it's your first baby. Of course you're not going to be holding it with one arm, doing the thing, you know? I I mean, listen, we got to get, this is how sad it is for women, though. We got to give the church 10 points for having a breastfeeding room you know, at least they're progressive shit. Where's the breastfeeding room at a, I don't know, a a Halloween store. You're telling me I'm going in there and I'm with my girlfriend who's got six kids. She's trying to get a frozen outfit, you know, for for baby Matthias. And there's no place for her to sit down and feed a kid. I mean, it's unbelievable. You'd think out of the Halloween stores know that there's gonna be a lot of kids coming in and out that they would at least have a breastfeeding room. They don't. That's a missed opportunity. I used to go to a church camp. I went to a Catholic camp, but I'm not Catholic. But it was called Kaleidoscope. I think I've told you all this before. And it was fun. It was fun. Every year, no matter I went there through like fifth grade. Every summer, you were a different country. It was very United Nationsy. It wasn't actually, there wasn't <laughs> actually anything that was involved with the Lord. It was just like one year I was Germany. Next year I was China. And you spent like a week learning about that country. And then you would do a presentation, like a little play for your parents about that country. I guarantee if we found the footage, there would probably be a lot of things wrong. Like, you know what I mean? We couldn't get away with that now. But I remember when we we did, what country was it? We did somewhere in like, I think we did like Uganda. My fifth grade, that was, I was lit for it. I was lit. You know, I I like to travel. I like to learn. I loved going to Catholic camp. I don't think we did the sign of the cross once. I just remember it was in a Catholic church, but it was called Kaleidoscope. You know, I don't know. Anybody else go to Kaleidoscope in Atlanta, Georgia? Let me know. Let me know. Judgmental moms in a breastfeeding area in a church. Yeah. Are you surprised by that? Because I'm not. I'm not. You need to tell those women, say, hey, Carol Ann. Cut it with the attitude. You know what I mean? Cut it with the fucking attitude. Call them out on their shit. That's what you got to do.
4: Hey, Heather. This is Claire from Atlanta. I'm so excited to see you film your special in November at the Fox. Um, But in the meantime, I have an absolutely not for you. Okay. So I have seen all of the memes and the TikToks and the whatever about the iPads and tipping. So flipping around the iPad when you're at like a quick service and you having to tip because the person is staring at you at the counter. And honestly, I'm a pretty like, I get guilted pretty easily into being a people pleaser. So I'm fine with hitting a 15% tip or tipping a dollar at some of those, but I Shit, you not. I am a, I'm a, I I am do not even have words because I've had it officially. Okay. I just went through a drive through to get a bagel of a chain place. Drive through to get a bagel. And I swear to God, the woman leaned out the window and have held out the iPad. And literally there was not even an option to click no tip. You had to like exit out and do something weird. My total was three dollars. She's asking me to tip on a $3 bagel that I went through the drive-thru to get. Mm. This is my hill to die on now. That was the last straw. <laughs> I'm smashing the no tip button now because I, I I I just can't, I cannot fathom the idea. Just incorporate it into your prices. Anyways, that's all. That just really set me off this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Love and light. Bye. Love and light,
0: sis. I'm glad you got that off your chest, too. Okay, here's the thing. We are getting a little bullied on the iPads, on these fast casual. I mean, you go into Cava, and if you don't leave a 30% tip, you're not, you're not getting your falafel. You know what I mean? I do think, and as somebody worked in hospitality and worked in a tip-based economy for a really long time, I, I lived off tips. But I also agree, if I'm getting no personality, you know what I mean? If I'm getting no razzmatazz and then on top of that, you want to, you've already highlighted 25%, you're out of your fucking mind. Now I do want to go ahead and tell you, if you're going to start saying no tip, it's, kind, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. This is a catch 22. If you're going to start saying no tip, you can no longer go to these establishments because whenever I, I would not get a sufficient tip, I would burn that person's face into my brain. I would literally, like, like I would just do a, like an AI scan, like the dee, 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 of their face, and I would burn it, what their eyes looked like. You know, how one was a little wonkier than the other, the shape of their nose, their lips, were they a little crusty at the edges, their teeth, were those veneers, like I would just, I would just do a full scan, like I was checking into the clear, the clear kiosk at the airport. I would do a full scan of their face, and I would burn it into the back of my subconscious. So if I ever saw them again, I would not bring them extra ranch. You know what I mean? And I I would burn it. I wouldn't do a lot with that because I would never, I just don't have the ability within my pure soul to, you know, get back at someone. It's never, I'm just always like karma will take it, but I will remember. You know what I mean? I remembered. And that to me is probably more unhealthy on my end than just telling them to fuck off. Yeah, I mean, people are getting pretty brazen. I was at a restaurant the other day and it was a nice sit-down restaurant and they came around to sign the thing and they did on the iPad, which is, it's very European. You know, they do that in Europe. You go anywhere but the United States and they do your credit card at the table. They do the little thing and then you, you type in the tip. And I always leave a tip in Europe. I do, I do. But they had 30% highlighted. And that was, it was 30%, 25 or 20. There was no 15 or 18, okay? And I'm not, I always leave a 20% or plus, but I just thought that was real bold. I'm like, listen, if I'm not getting an extra limoncello at the end of the meal, if I'm not getting a little uh, extra accoutrement, hey, you guys have been fantastic tonight. Hope you enjoyed your meal. By the way, I want to send you off with a little parting gift. You're not getting a 30%. You know what I mean? To get 30%, I need at least a free drink. I need at least an extra dessert. I'm sorry. You're not going to bring me a cheesecake and a tiramisu, or you're not going to bring me, I don't know, a green tea ice cream and a matcha creme brulee. Well, then what are we doing here? You know, you're talking to a girl who worked in restaurants forever. I'm going to give you the tip. You could shove your dirty fingers into my salad and I will still bend over and take it and leave you 20. But if you just automatically have 30% highlighted, I'm calling the police. And not in a Karen way, in a Heather way, where I will be standing outside of that restaurant already smoking a cigarette as the police come up and they'll say, ma'am, what's the emergency? And I go, here's the deal. There is no emergency. I just want to go ahead and let y'all know they're running a fucking racket in there. They're probably skimming off the top and they're either fucking the the serving staff and not paying them an hourly rate or we got bigger fish to fry. So this is what we're going to do. You're going to get out your gun. You're going to get out your gun. I'm going to meet you in the back and we're going to raid this bitch. I want to see receipts, paperwork, and W-2 returns. And then I blow out the air. And then we would raid that bitch because at that, at the end of the day, that's coming from the top. You know what I mean? That's coming from the top. I also think sometimes you got to just say 30 percent, you know, <laughs> I act like I would ever speak up. I am the biggest fucking soft. I would never be able to take my money. Thirty percent. I had to wait 45 minutes for a hot dog, but take all my money. So I talk a big game. I've been kind of in a like a wild mood though. I felt I felt like yelling at somebody the other day, but then I realized I didn't really have anybody yell yell at. And that's sad because when I do get fired up, there's like a there's like a three minute window every six months of where I'm just like I'm ready to go, and then it's the, the opportunity and the moment never meet together, and I get so sad. I'll be driving in my car like I'm gonna call somebody and let them know, and then I'm like oh nobody answered. All right, well guess I'm just gonna go to Chick fil A. So it's You got to catch me when I'm hot. And I'm only hot every seven and a half months. All right, let's get to the next voicemail.
2: Hello, my friend. This is Allie G, not to be confused with Ollie G, from Atex. So I saw that post you you posted about your, I guess it was your Instagram story, about your dog licking your legs. Mm -hmm. I can trump you on that my best friend was telling me how she went to the bathroom and she's got these humongous dogs. One's an English sheepdog, Another mm. one's the, I don't know, another big dog. She put some good lotion on her legs and she went to the bathroom and she kept the door open. Yeah. Cause that's just what we do here in Austin, Texas. We keep the door open when we go to the bathroom. Same. That's okay. And one of the big dogs went in one of the bigger dogs. They're both big dogs, but the bigger dogs, went in and started licking the inside of her thigh while she was going to the bathroom because her lotion smelled that good. It tasted that good. And then her friend walked in and saw the dog basically <laughs> going down on her. Oh God! Jesus. And she was like, it's not what it looks like. Uh-huh. He's just, he just likes my lotion. So I don't know if it, this is an absolutely yes or an not, mm. but the friend was like, um, I think the dog was going down on my friend mm-hmm. and my friend was like, No, he just liked my lotion. Mm. I, I don't know. You do you. She she still stands by the story. I'm a little questioned. I, I question her. Mm. She really likes this dog. His name is Frank. She's never had a son. Okay. She's got two daughters. Frank's her only son. It's, I a, will- it's, a, it's a, I, I'm I'm questioning both sides of the story.
0: Yeah, I am too. Okay, so here's the deal. I don't care if the dog's name is fucking Baxter. You know what we're not going to do? Let the dog get back close to your crotch. Now, here's the deal. I got two French bulldogs. They're stage five clingers. Can't tell you how many times I've been peeing and macaroni will literally jump in my lap, okay? I mean, it, it's a thing. You just know. And if you have dogs, if you have kids, they follow you in when you're peeing, doing whatever. I mean, I've changed a tampon before and somehow just made direct eye contact with Rigatoni and felt very uncomfortable about it. Do I think you should stop playing tennis with this woman? For sure. Do I think she's a pervert? I don't. You know what I mean? I do think it's a little sus. I mean, Great Danes, I mean, think about it. I mean, you said, what was an Australian shepherd, an English sheepdog? Those things are about half the size of a, you know, an eighth grader. So if that thing's coming in and and bothering you while you're on the toilet, you can't really fight fight them off. You know what I mean? You can't really defend yourself from an eighth grader. I mean, think about it. I can barely defend myself from two Frenchies. I mean, if, if an eighth grader came in and, you know, started to, I don't know, you know, hit me on the head, I'd be done. So I just feel like I think it was an awkward moment, but I I don't think she was doing anything sketchy, but I don't think you should play tennis with her. I don't know if she is on the tennis team, but I feel like once that rumor hits the, you know, the Ulta, the Ulta the Austin Ladies Tennis Association. That's what it is. I think that she's definitely going to get banned from most of the league. It's just because that rumor, I mean, I don't spread it. You know what I mean? But I think that, that once that gets out, it's just not going to look good. You know what I mean? It's just not going to look good. You know, and I I told y'all very blatantly before on the podcast that when I was, you know, come home from soccer practice, I'd let the cat lick my shin guards. And I'm not proud about that, but that's as far as it went. But it, yeah, it's that's tough. That's tough. I mean, I was bending over the other day. Swear to God, bending over, I was getting something. What was I doing? I was oh, it's pulling something out of the laundry basket and macaroni almost bit a tit. You know what I mean? I thought, whoa, I don't know what to do here. So I, you gotta guard yourself. Maybe well, maybe we should just start shutting the door. Maybe we start there. But um, should you allow this woman to play any sort of recreational sports with you? No. Is she probably misunderstood? Absolutely. But you gotta don't let this fuck up, you know, your tennis. <laughs> just Don't let it do it. All right, let's get to the last voicemail here.
4: Hello, Heather. It's Jordan again from Florida. I just want to follow up on my last voicemail. Oh. People like, you know, family, friends, acquaintances are texting, you know, concerned. I mean, my absolutely not about this fucking hurricane coming to Florida right now is when people say that are outside of Florida, stuff is replaceable. Yeah, Michelle, I, I fucking get that. But, um... I don't want to have to replace mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Much less my home. If it's knocked off the fucking stilts and the insurance company takes forever to cut me a fucking check mm. to get my shit reinstored. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. That's what I don't want. And on top of that, um, shit, I have ADHD. Someone <laughs> called me right now. So I'm just fucking manic. My whole car is packed to the brim and we're about to just ride out this storm at my mother-in-law's. So that's. Mm,
0: that's
4: fun. Right. Send prayers. Send
0: prayers. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and send prayers to this young woman who is clearly on the verge of driving off, you know, the, the bridge on 85. Big shout out to everybody dealing with the hurricane shit. We're also in hurricane season. You know, I said at the top of the podcast, get your ginkgo below, but also get some fucking sandbags. I don't care if you live in Indiana. These hurricanes have no rhyme or reason. You know, I've already said it. The earth is on fire. We got to gird our loins. We got to just protect ourselves. I feel you. I mean, here's the thing. I think you're already a rebel without a cause by still living in Florida. And that's not even a political statement. That's just like Florida is truly the wild, wild west. I mean, we saw a video the other day of like a 40 foot gator. On a, just, just walking out of the swamp on a green coming up while these guys are golfing. And of course, there's like three dudes being like, fucking get his photo. And then Ronnie loses a leg. I mean, you're already living on the fucking edge. You either got to do a Florida man, people on bass Ron DeSantis. I mean, it's, it's, it's wild. I do have some shows coming up in Tampa and Orlando. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. But regardless, you're already living on the edge. And then on top of that, you got to deal with water spouts, hurricanes, tornadoes, you know, early bird dinners. I mean, if you're eating at four o'clock, you're hungry by 730. We all know that. That's why I like an 830 dinner, an eight o'clock dinner. And then you put me down around midnight, blood sugar stable. So, dude, the hurricanes, you know, and one's going to come and then another one's going to come. That's kind of why in L.A., I wasn't scared. You know, everyone in L.A. was panicking. Granted, they'd never been through that situation before, but I wrote out Katrina in Mississippi. You know what I mean? I, uh, we, uh, You know, shit was popping off. We've deal, dealt with a lot. And I just got to say, anybody listening who's living anywhere on the coast, in the Floridas, in the Louisianas, fuck, the Texases, anywhere where you're about 300 miles from a body of water, just go ahead and get yourself prepared. You know what I mean? I, girl scout it up. Just be ready. And I feel bad. You know, there's nothing we can do. That's also the Lord coming in and trying to pressure wash a little bit of something. But yeah. I mean, if you're not living in Florida and you're not unhinged, then you're not doing it right. If you go to visit your friend anytime soon, whether they've experienced a hurricane or not, and you just do a wellness check on them and they live in like Boca Raton and they're just doing okay. Mentally, there's something not right. If they're unhinged, if you call ring, ring, hey, want to come see you in Tampa and your friend's not sweating a little bit on FaceTime, then I don't think that they're handling it right. I mean, I can only imagine. My parents used to live in Miami during the cocaine days. you You know what I'm saying? My mom has some wild stories. So it's always something in Florida. But yeah, her, the hurricanes aren't going to stop. So whatever you can do to prepare yourself is the way you need to live. I actually saw this company and I don't know the name of it, but there's a company in, out of New Orleans and they figured out a way to recycle glass to make sandbags. Like the glass is so finely recycled that it, it just makes sandbags. Somebody Google it. I don't know. Find them out. I also feel like why aren't, this takes me to my next point. Why, why is recycling so hard? I think I said this about nine months ago. I don't understand why we haven't figured out how to recycle. And then I saw this documentary that recycling's all a racket. It's not even real. And then in my county, they quit recycling glass and like plastic. They only take aluminum. What are we doing here? If we know that there, we're getting about six hurricanes a year, why are we not just going ahead and making sandbags? What, what are we doing? I mean, I have never thought about running for office. And I know that once you actually get behind, you you know, you get behind the curtain, you see how fucked up everything really is and how much red tape there is. But I feel like I could just at least run on on the the fact of figuring it out. I would be like, I don't know if I can get it across the finish line, but I'm gonna figure it out. That is what my slogan's gonna be. McMahon can and she will, and she'll figure it out. I don't know. Like if I had to go and do all the preliminary debates, you know, they're like, Heather, what do you think about oil? I'd be like, I'll figure it out. I don't know, sir, but I will figure it out. Heather, what do you think about the war in Ukraine? I'll figure it out. Give me the folder. I don't believe any of you hoes. I don't believe you. But I'll figure it out. I will do three things. I will talk to local authorities. I will consult multiple people on TikTok for the facts. I will go down to the local diner and talk to the creepy old guy who sits on the corner and gets runny eggs. And I'll say, what do you think about this, Bob? He'll give me his tea. Then I'll put those three things together. What the authorities said, what the creepy guy said, and what TikTok says, and then I will figure out what the median is. You know what I mean? I think that's how science works, right? You have a couple numbers, and then the median is the middle number. It's the average. I'll figure out what the average conspiracy is, and then I'll go for that. I don't know how to help you right now. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> if I was an attorney, you know, they're like, does your, <laughs> does your, does your client plead guilty? I'm going to figure it out. they're like, ma'am, how'd you get in this courtroom? I'm like, well, my sister, I'm actually interning for the Georgia law lady and I just brought her lunch, but she just had diarrhea and had to run out of the courtroom. So I'm just standing in. And they're like, we didn't think that was her because you are six feet taller and blonde. You know what? I'm gonna figure it out. I tried to intern for Ashley once. Didn't go well. Shout out to the Georgia law lady. It did not go well. Because I asked questions like, but like, how long is this gonna take? (laughs) She was like, however long the trial goes, Heather. And I was like, yeah, I got plans. I got plans Thursday. You know what I mean? I'm going to need you to figure this out. And at the end of the day, guys, we are all just trying to figure it out. So maybe let's all take some multivitamins. Go get a hydration stick. Get a couple sandbags and a flat spin drift at Sam's Club. And we'll all figure it out. Pump the brakes pump the fucking attitudes. We're all just trying to figure it out. Okay. Listen, I love each and every one of you. Thank you for letting me giggle with you today. I love when you guys send me random questions. It's kind of refreshing. You know, I can only tell you so much of what's going on in my life. But when you, when you, you know, pepper me with, what do you like to eat on your pizza? It makes me think of the trauma from my dad. And that's a beautiful thing. Anyways, I love you. I mean it. As always, get your tickets at heatherontour.com. Everything's going to sell out and I don't want to hear you bitch. And oh, you know what? To answer the question, what's the most annoying thing fans can do when you come up and you say, I'm your Vegas fan. And I go, oh, what shows have you come to? I've never been to a show. You don't care. Do not lie to, through your teeth. Look me in my eyes, Anna, and say, I'm a Vegas fan. But I've never been to a show. I've been on the road for four years buckle up, bitch. Thank you. That's on God. All right. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. We will be back next week on the Absolutely Not Podcast. I love you. I mean it. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at heather k McMahon. See you guys soon.